Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to Geeking In. I am Jay, I'm your party host, so grab your bourbon, your beer, or your brew, half a sugar and an almond milk, <coughs> half a sugar and an almond milk, just the way you like it. It was almost as if I've never said that before. Um, <laughs> and strap in for a conversation slightly shorter than usual, um, and we'll get into that, um, uh, but uh, some good conversation all the same. I am joined, as always, by the incredible, invincible, infamous, our futurist, our Tony Stark. How you doing, T? Hello, listeners. Hello, gents. It's really good to be here. Um, and we also have uh, our Mr. Fantastic, our flexible friend, the puking pyjama prince that was promised. How you feeling, B? <coughs> Mac Chom Ram Roron. <laughs> you calling a moron? <laughs> what were you chewing there? Um, uh, obviously, that is obviously. That is uh, hello in Dothraki. Um, how is the rewatch going? Um, still on season one, nearly finished season one, so we'll be moving on to season two imminently. Oh, that final season is not far behind. Um, and whilst we may not have uh, many listeners beyond the wall, we do have listeners from Hemel Hempstead to Dublin to Oregon. Um, and we thank you all for uh, listening and joining in the conversation. Thank you for continuing to rate, review, subscribe and share wherever you are listening to this podcast, helping us grow the conversation so that uh, B can speak Dothraki and try to warn his princess of what's to come. Indeed. Um, and uh, if she wants to give us a follow or if anyone else wants to give us a follow, it's at Geeking in Pod on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, for all of your um, uh, uh, social media needs. Um, that's where you can get involved in a conversation, tell us what's going on, uh, comment on what we've got going on, um, and anything else that you want to send us, really. And in that, you will find uh, a link to our Linktree uh, account, which shows you the links to all of the stuff we've got going on, including our Teespring shop that has uh, T-shirts and mugs and masks and all sorts of goodies. Um, now, what we, I did have a, a great segue there, but I need to do some housekeeping before I can use it. Um, uh, so what we're going to be doing today is, like the rest of the world, we are going to be talking about WandaVision. However, we'll talk about WandaVision at the end of the show, um, so that if you haven't yet caught up with it, if you haven't yet watched it, and if somehow we manage to spoil stuff, I don't know how we'd manage that with everything that's going on, but if somehow we would manage to, it's at the end. So feel free to listen along. Uh, we'll, we'll do um, uh, a chat about a couple of other bits. We'll do our recommendations and we will warn you uh, before we get into any one division conversation. Um, I feel that sounds fair. What do you two think? Sounds exciting. Cool. Yeah. Um, yes, it's. I, I think it's fair. I think it's uh, something that uh, uh, you can't argue about that fairness, um, as you would uh, not <laughs> argue about. <laughs> God, <laughs> desperately trying to find. I had such an easy one, and then I realised I had to talk about one division. Um, uh, I think that's so fair that you wouldn't argue about it in the same way you wouldn't argue about winning a golden ticket in your uh, Wonka chocolate bar. 
clunky, isn't it? So it had a great one. It was kind of like, you know, the, the link tree and the teesprings and um, all of the stuff in there, you know, you sport like a kid in the chocolate factory. And speaking of chocolate oh, factories, yes. see, that was far slicker. Oh, that yeah. was far easier. But chocolate factories is still our destination because um, the weirdness of HBO Max continues, meaning that Warner Brothers have now set a release date of March the 17th, 2023 for the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory spin-off movie, Wonka. There was such high demand for that movie. I'm glad they really listened to the fans and focused in on and, you know, gave the fans what, giving the fans what they really want. Well, it's been a mark, minute. The um, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory um, was in 1971. Mm-hmm. And the, the latest Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp um, taking over from Gene Wilder uh, was in 2005. So, you know, it's, it's been, it will be 18 years since our last visit to the Chocolate Factory before we get to the, uh, the, the new movie. And it is expected to be a prequel, the origins of Willy Wonka. Oh. Always enjoy a gritty reboot or something, beloved. <laughs> um, so its producer is uh, David Heyman, who was uh, on Fantastic Beasts. Simon Rich um, uh, is uh, attached as the writer. And Paul King, who directed Paddington, hmm. is, uh, is down to direct. It's due to start shooting, they hope, uh, within the next four months. Um, and it's looking at Willy Wonka's formative years prior to opening his candy factory. So I was mocking it, obviously, but actually, Paul King, the director of Paddington, I'm suddenly all in. And it's the Paddington <laughs> film is so fucking good. They're just this amazing ray of sunshine, I swear to God. Yeah, but do do we really want... I mean, you know, we're going back to this hand Solo conversation again, aren't we? Do we really want to spoil the the mystique of how Mr. Wonka got all these Oompa Loompas. So, uh, is that a beloved secret that people like to hold on to? Are there like deep <laughs> Wonka fans out there? I'm sure they are somewhere along that. Isn't that why they're making this movie? <sighs> That's a very good question. Why are they making this movie? Um, yeah, so I mean, they're saying so. What um, uh, Heyman was saying about in 2019 when talking to Collider about it is we're still trying to figure out how to tell that story, what the story is. It's a prequel, not a sequel. What makes Willie? Yeah. I'm going to struggle with that. Yeah. Um, when we find him in the chocolate factory doing the golden ticket, where is he before that? What leads him to that place where he's locked himself away? It's how does he get there? So we're playing around with that. An origin story. Challenging because we don't have Roald Dahl. Uh, you don't have a Roald Dahl book, yet you have a Roald Dahl character. And actually, um, but th- you know, B, you bring up about the, you know, the Oompa Loompas and, you know, the whole odd thing about why do they have this, you know, species of essentially what seems like slave labor or whatever that's going on in, in that world. Uh, and sort of seems to kill a whole bunch of kids along the way. You know, there's a whole insanity of it, but you want to now turn it very wholesome and fun. And I think there is an interesting challenge there, which does make me interested in seeing how they tackle some of that. Uh, 
yeah, so the interesting thing for me is I grew up a huge Roald Dahl, Dahl fan. I don't know, reading them back with my kids, I don't know how well they date. And we've seen a little bit of that with the, the backlash on witches. Mm. And, you know, to the defense of the original text, the big part of which is about, you know, um, hiding um, uh, body dysmorphia um, mm. wasn't in the original book. It's something they decided to put on, which has um, uh, made statements about, mm. uh, you know, Paralympians and things like that, having to write not a witch on themselves to, to protest the film. Um, but there are a few points in his books that, that are, are very much of an age, I think. So, you know, that thing about, you know, the Olympus and that slave labor element of them and, you know, the killing of children or at least the, um, the, 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 the physical harming of children in creative ways. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how all of that fits in the new world. And, and that's one of the reasons to sort of, I think, update some of these stories. You know, when there is actually uh, a really lovely part of the story and there are parts in it which date really badly. Uh, and we do want to pass these down to generations because they meant an awful lot to us and we want to pass them on to our kids. So an update is, is, is quite nice. You know, um, I think I've mentioned before, but my daughter much prefers the Aladdin remake, the Will Smith Aladdin, to the Robin Williams one. Um, mm. You know, just because there's a there's a character that she likes a bit more in there, she's more into Princess Jasmine mm. with the voice. You know. Yeah, and I think that's you know you've got an opportunity to remake it and resell it to a new audience. Um, so if you were going to do the origins of Willy Wonka. Are you going to, would you take the Gene Wilder version of that? Or would you take the Johnny Depp version of that? Gene Wilder, every day of the week and twice on Wednesdays. <laughs> I'd go completely fresh. Mm, no, Gene Wilder, he is Mr. Wonka. Definitely. Probably less problematic to pull back into. Um, uh, doing the film than Johnny Depp at this point. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is true. Uh, yeah, I mean, how are we feeling about this? Do we want... Uh, have we have we been crying out for a Willy Wonka origin story? No. No one has. But if it's a fun <laughs> kids movie, you know, done in the, in, a, in the right sort of wholesome way with the right messages, then that's that's only a good thing. You know, I think what, whatever the hell they tried to do with the Johnny Depp one was insane and ridiculous and stupid. With the director of Paddington, that doesn't seem like the direction they'd want to go, picking that director. Um, you know, and, and the reason I'd want to go fresh is actually, you know, if this sort of works out and, you know, these stories pick up again, we, we'd get more. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind getting, I guess, our third Charlie and the Chocolate Factory film. You know, the, the sequel to the, to the prequel being the remake of the original film again. But sort of done right uh, for for today's children, for today's audience. Um, and would you go one step further and do Charlie and the Great Glass I Elevator really, afterwards? Yeah, I really would. I really enjoyed that book. I mean, you could. You, I mean, you could quite easily make it the, the trilogy, mm. couldn't you? 
and and you know maybe this is the the big sort of resurgence of all the old doll stuff you know coming back out oh you're 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 plotting the dollar yeah, you know i th- i think it, it's time i think that there's great stories uh like self jay you know we, we've been rereading some of these or reading for the first time with with my daughter um and yeah definitely these things uh, sorry it's, it's time to, to come to 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 build all these films and and you know i always when we talked about the transformers movies the last couple of uh couple of episodes you know the movies were awful but they brought back you know the other stuff it meant i got the toys i wanted because of these horrible movies and that was great i think bringing attention back to this sort of these stories this franchise is a good thing um yeah i mean it's it's an interesting one um I, I do think there are some some huge leaps you have to take in the first film about this eccentric chocolate maker who has all of these abilities and and the, this workforce and all the rest of it that you can kind of really pull together and and tell an interesting story about. But, his, I mean, you know, I think his you can just get rid of it, right? This. So that's that's my point. I think you know, just tell a fun story that hits the same sort of beats as the original, the same themes, you know, there's a, there's a child, there's a chocolate factory. He eventually gets it. There's adventures going through it. And this wacky creator, you don't have to have, you know, all the, the bits that don't age so well, all the questionable, questionable bits that you'd have to now explain to today's child. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can tell the story very early in about how actually there's something to do with them being partners in this business rather than slave labor or robots or something you know there's lots you can do <laughs> robots you're gonna make the Oompa Loompas robots uh, humanoids Oosh. that's a that's that's a dark take i think that's a dark take that might be the point where i get off <laughs> hmm. I, I i i nah let's just make something fresh the return of the Oompa Loompas. I, I, I vote for that. The revenge of the Oompa Loompas. Yeah, that's even better. Is this where they, they rise up because they're pissed off that Charlie, who knows nothing about this, has suddenly been given this factory and them who have spread spent their lives learning and been bored into this have, have been overpassed, overtaken by it? Yes. <laughs> I think the real villain, as we all know, is Charlie's grandpa, who supposedly couldn't get out of the bed and go to work for years <laughs> until he got a chance to run to the top yeah. of the At which point he's dancing exactly. and car-wheeling. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the the ending of, of The Rise of the Oompa Loompas needs to be Charlie mar- mar- marrying the, the chieftain's Oompa Loompa daughter, <laughs> therefore uniting the houses. <laughs> Yeah, just before a dragon melts the whole factory down and uh, flies away. <laughs> I, I was aiming for a little bit more of a um, an Avatar twist because you know there is no podcast without us mentioning Avatar. Um, but uh, I, I, I sense that you're not going to enjoy the end of your rewatch of Game of Thrones. Yeah, like I said, I'm going to uh, st- well. I'll, I'll watch one or two episodes of season eight, and then uh, we'll call it a quit. Call it quits, then. You never know, B. With this rewatch, you might get into it. No, no, no. 
yeah, you might you might think it's the right decision at that point. <clears throat> Have you guys watched season eight again at any stage? No. no. Okay, I'll rest no. my case. Um, I haven't watched many episodes again. I've watched Battle of the Bastards a couple of times. Brilliant. Um, yeah, I've watched odd episodes, but I've never really gone back and watched chunks of it. Um, and there was a lot of season eight that was either really, really dark or really, really slow. Mm. So I wasn't really in the mood to go back and watch any of that, to be honest. So I'm, I'm interested to, to see how it kind of um, hangs together on your, your, your rewatch mm. and, and how it was, it was the right thing to do to burn the Mad Queen. Spoilers. <laughs> mm. So yes, we are. We we will count down until March twenty twenty three, so we can watch Wonka. Um, the making of Wonka. Um, are there any um, people in line for this at all? Any actors that have been named in breaches or anything like that? No, I, I think it's open if you want to make a play for, <laughs> well, what is for it called? one of what the key roles. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm feeling like um, the granddad who didn't get out of bed at the moment. So That's probably not a bad shirt. <laughs> I can take that one. Um, who would you cast as a young... You're looking for someone who can do the, 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 the kind of the, the intensity of wilder the weirdness of depth they you know kind of encapsulate that that strange dull magic anyone yeah, jump Oscar out Isaacs. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a podcast without mentioning him is it really that's or true Michael that's true b Jordan, um, perhaps yeah i i i think you have to skew younger though i, I don't think they'd be age appropriate if you're looking for that kind of, I mean, it wouldn't have to be someone who is wacky at the beginning. This could be the journey of this real straight arrow, who then gets weirder. Ah, so your 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 pitch is that this is a mental breakdown yeah. that we all get to watch, <laughs> and the Oompa Loompas aren't actually colourful, short tribe of of orange people they are actually normal factory workers but his deranged vision of it no, because he's cracked that's They're his interpretation machines. and he's like the scientist <laughs> where is this conversation going <laughs> it's scaring me <laughs> this is the, we're, 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 we're cracking the script here this is what we do this is, this is how we influence I don't get the sense that B's going to be recommending any of our decisions here to to the Warner Brothers <laughs> board. Um, but let's see what he will be recommending. Um, let's go into recommendations before we talk about the weirdness of WandaVision. If you think Wonka was a weird conversation, you just wait. Um, so B, what are you recommending for us all this week? Um, well, I've got two, if, if I may. Um, if I may. Um, first is a Netflix show called Disenchantment. Um, if you love The Simpsons, um, this is by Matt Groening and um, 
the reason why I'm recommending this is it's full of um, fairies, elves, um, cult worshipping, devils, um, everything but Mr. Um, Constantine himself. Um, it's hilarious. Um, four parts to it. Um, part no, yeah, no, three parts to it. Um, part three dropped uh, recently, so um, that's first recommendation. Second um, is a comic book called um, Teen Titans Future State. Um, DC have recently um, put the entire comic uh, run on hiatus and are launching Future State. Um, and Teen Titans is one of these titles um and it's rather good it's a um interesting ride um introduces new characters and if you've ever watched teen titans um the tv show um you'll be familiar with a certain red x who makes his um first appearance in comic book canon um in this very issue um it's an interesting and then my two. Is Future State uh, complete, or is the Teen Titans arc complete? No, it's just just dropped this yeah. last week, so it's um, at the very beginning. Are you recommending it off of one issue? Uh, yeah, wow. it's it's actually quite fun. Okay. I mean, let's face it we've 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 talked B down from recommending <laughs> issues before <laughs> they've come out. So well, there you go. See. So it does stick to our rules of, no, you've got to have actually held it in your hands and read it before you can recommend it. Um, T, what do you have uh, to recommend so I'll to us? I'll stick with that theme of uh, DC Comics in the future. I'll recommend uh, DC One Million. So this is back during uh, Grant Morrison's Justice League run. Um, and you had all of your Justice League heroes from one million months in the future. Uh, come back in time and interact with our current league and our league went forward and, and they went back. It was, you know, this huge crossover event with some good comics, some not so good, some just, you know, clearly just excited to have a, a, a different background to kind of show what they're doing. Um, but the main story that took place sort of through the Justice League arc was was absolutely fascinating. I think you got some of the best um, future costumes. Uh, I still think to this day that we've ever had for our, like, you know, the the DC heroes in particular have such like deeply iconic costumes. Um, you know, it, it, the update that far in the future suits them so well. You know, you recognize them immediately, but they are just weird and different enough. Um, it's a really interesting story. Uh, it's really heartwarming sort of in terms of how it ends. Uh, really heartbreaking in parts as well. Um, you know, kind of explores um, uh, uh, your destiny and actually sort of your genealogy and what it means to to be a hero or to be forgotten and 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 all of these things that our heroes deal with during the comic. Um, I would highly recommend picking up that trade, uh, which is available all over the place. Uh, DC One Million, if you want to read about your Justice League way, way, way in the future. Um, and so one million months is eighty-three thousand three hundred thirty-three years. Exactly right, yes. So it's probably one million months from mid nineties, I think, when that comic came out, or sort of early two thousands. Uh, when that... oh, see, so you, you mean it's eighty-three thousand three hundred twenty-three years? 
<laughs> thirteen years. Um, uh, yeah, um, it's you don't need to have read any of the other Justice League comics to know because you'll know the few heroes and they're during that period they're always really well introduced anyway so the characters were built up very quickly that old you know stan lee thing of it's everyone's first issue and i think actually might have been my first uh justice league comic of that era that then made me go back and sort of read forward as well and sort of i, I went out from there so i highly recommend it even if you're not as familiar with that justice league an excellent pick um so mine is um, nothing new. Um, I was uh, going through some uh, stuff earlier and um, the other day was, was just trying to find something cosy to watch, something, something kind of fun that you can kind of just have on and kind of um, just enjoy um, and uh, very much liked it. And then when I was doing the news trawl today, um, saw stories that made me think of it again um, because James Gunn was talking about um, how he's pretty much done with the Suicide Squad now and talking about the trailer and things like that. So um, my recommendation is Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, just, uh, I, I was always blown away just about how, how fun it was. Um, Marvel do the family thing very, very well. Marvel Cinematic Universe do the family thing very well, which which makes me very optimistic for Fantastic Four um, because that's one of the things that's never really translated in the films so far. Um, but it's, it's, um, it starts off, if, if no one's ever seen it, it starts off with an absolute emotional punch in the face. Um, and then very quickly makes you laugh um, and keeps you on those two kind of axes for the entire film. Um, uh, yeah, just really fun. I loved the way they introduced everyone. It was, it was a very good origin without getting bogged down in anything. Um, became quite critical in, in the, the, the whole um, uh, endgame style build. Um, but uh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy available huge, on Disney Plus. Fan of Guardians. Um, mm. I was uh, watching this thing the other day around, you know, the the Marvel thing of you know undercutting each kind of serious moment with a joke and you know that kind of bathos and how it might take away from actual, you know, real uh, re real emotional hits and moments. Um, and I think you know that that whole sort of Josh Whedon thing it, it does suffer from that. That's that's a fair criticism. But I think Guardians is where it's done to its very best, where it is emotional and it does hit you and it's very funny. And you feel both of those rather than one undercutting the other. Um, so James Gunn does it brilliantly. Yeah. I, think. I agree. So that's what we're recommending this week. Next week, we'll be recommending WandaVision. So if you haven't watched One Division yet and are remaining spoiler-free until you do, then we will wish you goodbye and hope to speak to you again next week. Um, however, if you have, then we'd love you to get involved in a conversation with us as we try and work out all of the stuff that we've seen so far and all our theories about what is going on in One Division. Now, this is the this is the whole reason why we started this podcast is because these are the sort of conversations that we would usually have, maybe not so much about Willy Wonka, um, 
usually have between the three of us um, when something like this dropped. So um, that's that's you know exactly what we were aiming to do in these podcasts was just have the chat like we usually do. And and one division I think so far has really opened up for that kind of interpretation, that kind of speculation, that kind of theory. So we're going to get quite, um, I don't know if they're going to be spoilers because it's all going to be theories. So, you know, even a, a, a broken clock's right twice a day. Um, but we're going to speculate, we're going to discuss and uh, talk about where we are and what we're seeing with it. So two episodes have dropped. Uh, the next episodes will be, the next episode will drop this week. Um, we have already seen the uh, homage to the Dick Van Dyke show in the first episode. We then saw the homage to uh, Bewitched in the second. Mm -hmm. And the next episode, we move into the 70s with the Brady Bunch. Um, now, B, you were the one who has been crying out for, for Marvel content, possibly even more than, than T and I. Uh, how are you feeling now that you've got your fix? I can't wait till Friday. I need to uh, invent a time machine to leap forward so I can watch all these and binge on them several times. Uh, what a fantastic show it's turned out to be. I was, to be honest, I was quite worried as to how they were going to do this, but it was really quite refreshing, to be honest. Um, yeah, I loved it. Brilliant. Um, and T? I, I think I was a bit less of a fan uh, than you would be. So I watched it with my wife who hasn't seen... Uh, she missed Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, and she's never read... Sorry, nothing, nothing. nothing much happens. Yeah. In, in <laughs> yeah. <this part. laughs> um, and and hasn't, watched, uh, hasn't read House of M. But she's sort of caught up beyond that with everything else. So she knows Wonder and she knows Vision and, and, everything, and all of that stuff. Um, and I didn't tell her that this is going to be, you know, someone living through realities. So as far as she knew, we sat down and she said, oh, her powers are uh, telekinesis, right? So that's as far as she knew with Wanda's powers, move stuff with her mind. Um, and so sort of watching it with her, with episode one, really just living, you know, that, that uh, Dick Van Dyke episode. And I was sort of there thinking, all right, we get it. You know, this is weird. It's Twilight Zone. You know, you showed us this in the trailer. We don't need to watch this whole episode. Like, get into the real mystery of it. Get into what's going on. Um, but uh, so, I mean, the first episode was something like twenty-five minutes long. Fine, we had that for twenty-five minutes. Um, episode two, okay, we've moved into the bewitched world. Fine. And I thought, right, thank God they dropped two episodes in a go because I need some real mystery. I need something to actually sink my teeth into. And it was more of the same. I mean, there were little bits, you know, it was slowly extracting some of those things, but it was doing so very, very, very slowly. Um, I have, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a sucker anyway, so I'm going to watch this even, even if I don't like <laughs> it, basically. You know, I'm, I'm, I, they've got me in. Uh, but so my wife enjoyed it, despite not knowing, you know, she said actually the shows themselves were fun enough for her to be engaged. Um, I think I was there waiting to go full theory. I was there waiting to kind of, you know, find out more about Sword, find out what's going on, to kind of skip through these early bits. Um, 
but I think what it has given us is, you know, there were enough things dotted in there to actually give us these conversations. So enough time for us as a group to talk about it and, and do our theories throughout the weeks, and I think that'll be fun. I completely agree. Um, so I, I, I'm fairly similar um, in the sense of um, if this was something I was getting to cold, mm-hmm. um, then I don't know how I would feel about it. Um, if this was my first introduction pedigree and everything else it was set to then I'm not sure how uh, uh, how it would it would land for me um, in regards to uh, the, the way it's still in the story I think that's pretty cool and I'm, I'm invested I'm invested because it's a Marvel thing and mm-hmm. I want to see where it goes what it does maybe not because it is a standalone thing if that makes sense um, but it's it's definitely weird you know we, we talked about it you know we thinking it'd be a, a weird show and quite an interesting kind of trippy kind of thing and I think we've definitely got that as a concept and a, as a construct um, so we're two episodes in we've had um, an introduction to the world we've met some people like uh, Agnes uh, and Dottie and a few others. Um, we've not yet really kind of established how Vision is back um, mm-hmm. or where or when or why they are. Um, we know there is someone watching who seems to be from S.W.O.R.D. Mm-hmm. Um, we know people are trying to get messages through um, as per the radio in, in second episode um, and we know there are flashes of colour in these black and white episodes mm. um, with red being the main colour that seems to come through in the first couple um, so what theories have you got what What are you seeing that you like what are you seeing that you're thinking could be what have you got I, I, I think it's quite clever in, in the fact that it's weird but there's enough intrigue in there with the little drops of um, easter eggs which which pop up from time to time like um you know during um like the first one um where they had the um a toaster toaster yeah, yeah the toaster the ads um, that they keep on having in there um the door number which which allegedly uh, relates to oh uh, i didn't, I didn't notice the door number be what is it yeah it's uh 2800 okay and that is yeah that relates to one of vision's um uh things where he used to live in a in in a um in a um house in like in one of his comics right. Um, so th- there's lots of stuff in there to kind of keep you hooked up and and interested, if you like. Um, you know, episode two was was full of uh, intrigue again um, with the with the tree with the with the noises banging. So is that someone trying to break in? Um, what sounded like a whirling helicopter in the background, and then suddenly. Um, Wanda finds a toy helicopter in the in the front garden. Um, 
which mysteriously is the only thing in color um and also has um 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 y- you know the sword symbol on it yeah um, sword logo yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's brilliant. I mean, you know, we haven't yet established if, if is Agnes really there or, or, or what? There's so many questions, yeah. you know, which, which, you know, which just adds to the intrigue a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, so there, there are that, that element of, you know, who's real, who's not is quite an interesting one, mm-hmm. uh, because we know that there's some people in this, simulation who are real mm-hmm. um so um i'm blanking on the name of the girl we might want to say grace or caroline and those two random names that i've pulled out my my ass on it um uh but we know that she goes on to be monica rambo uh, she is monica rambo yeah um uh, so is likely to be a sword agent mm-hmm um, and so we know she she exists outside. We know she's due to be in Captain Marvel too. Um, so she's obviously someone who's real and uh, is formulated in this. Um, and, and it is you know it, it, who are the other people? Are they are they real? Are they characters? Have they been created by Wanda or or? someone else is this you know that they're in a simulator and this is all something that people are leading her through mm-hmm. uh to try and bring it through or is it is it you know her creation um so it is it's, it, it's very it's very odd to kind of try and work out um you're right the easter eggs are incredible so um uh you know the stark toaster as the advert in the first one yeah um and the sound as it heats up is is the repulsory really sound cool. It's amazing. Um, the wine bottle. Did you get the wine no. bottle? How oh, soft, um, wasn't it? It was um, plays on the whatever it is, which translates to be the house ah. of misery, which, which is the house of M. Mm. Um, so yeah, brilliant. Just nudges things like that. Um, uh, the struck a watch in the second advert. Yeah. Um, Hydra. Yeah. So uh, you know that's that's playing through a lot about her 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 creation. So you know, in Age of Ultron, it was Baron von Strucker who'd um, grabbed the, uh, the, the the twins mm-hmm. and empowered them, or imbued them, or unleashed their power using the um, the Mind Stone. Um, it was a Stark bomb that apparently blew up their home and their family, which is what turns them um, to, um, uh, into the, the living weapons in the first place. So, you know, we're hearing bits and seeing bits that seem to be of her, her story, her origin. Um, and then we found the beekeeper. I mean, one thing they've done so brilliantly, I think, and throughout her story is really created someone who whose complete and utter breakdown is so like justifiable. You know, when we meet her at the very beginning, she's lost her entire family. By the end of the first film, she loses her brother, her only remaining family. You know, she gets there must be all this kind of conflict of joining up with Stark and his Avengers and all of that stuff. Falls in love with Vision, loses Vision, 
I mean, you know, it's it's any wonder she's she's going through all this, and they've whilst not making any of these kind of wonder specific stories, they've got her to this point so perfectly that you buy into it. Yeah. Mm. I mean, is it is interesting? I, mean, I think the storyline for Wonder is that she she wishes mutants out of existence. The storyline for the comic books, yeah. I mean, is she wishes mutants out of existence. Yeah. So what if they were leading to flip that on its head and she wishes mutants into existence? Would this be an intro into X-Men, perhaps? Could be. Um, so, I mean, that's heavily speculated on, isn't it? You know, so House of M finishes when... So House of M starts when Agatha Harkness realises that her twins are creations of her um that they aren't real children when she when her concentration lapses the children disappear or or or, you know freeze or something so agatha hartner realizes that she's she's willed these children into life to create to, to distract from that scarlet witch then creates this pocket universe style house of m situation where in essence, she kind of gives everyone what they want. So Magneto is a very proud leader of mutants and Spider-Man is well-known and is famous. And so everyone should have their perfect existence, but it all kind of starts to crumble and people realize it's not quite real. And in being undone by that, she she lashes out and, and, and whispers almost the three words that devastate the comics of no I'm a bit confused about Agatha so Harkness it is... here. I thought it was Wanda herself. It was her own children. So she created a world. She was going through something and she kept creating a, a very small pocket for herself where she and Vision had these twins. And that world kept collapsing in on itself because she couldn't maintain the illusion. And then her powers went haywire and then she just gave everyone what they wanted. Isn't that right? I thought it was Agatha Harkness was the one who realised that they weren't real. They realised Wanda's kids weren't real. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was. It's Wanda's yeah. Wanda and Vision's kids, yeah. and it, it had that kind of, um, you know, how exactly do a a a, a yeah. robot and a yeah. woman have kids kind of thing. Um, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, one of the speculation is, does this in some way end up with her, you know, more mutants kind of thing? But I don't know how that would play. I don't know what 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 you have to twist to get her to wish for something like mutations. Yeah, because it meant something. Um, so, you know, giving, creating the world in which mutants were powerful... That was her father's dream, right? And that's what she'd been brainwashed with her whole life, and that's what she created initially, you know? And then she realized that was still messed up, and then she thought the problem with the world is my father's dream, it is mutants, and then she went the other way. So that was organic. It came from her. So suddenly going, oh, actually, for our wonder to go, oh, actually, mutants, doesn't quite make sense. You know, her, her thing is to do with the loss of her brother and the loss of her family. Um, you know, she might mm. say, actually might tie it all into Stark and superheroes, so no more superheroes. That would make sense. Um, or, yeah. or 
or more more people with powers yeah. more people like me um you know it could be that kind of thing but we haven't really established that her powers are i mean there, there's there's been hints that it may have unlocked some latent ability rather than imbued her with powers um but there's been very little so far there would have to be some sort of uh techno babble and it can happen obviously but there'd have to be some sort of techno babble dump as to well actually her superpowers are are, are genetically latent and they they laid dormant mm. as many people's did as you know and, and you know speculation is that you know many people might have this dormant gene that would if activated give them powers but this is and therefore she kind of says well in that case let's so, activate anyway, i just remembered she was um, sort of responsible for the sokovia courts right it was her mistake so there's that was, aspect yeah. of it too so in a sense she caused civil war and avengers being unprepared for yep. for um thanos's turn up and then being all split up for by the time and uh infinity war came around so i imagine she's made those connections herself as well so yeah there is something around uh, maybe i should never have had powers i should never have been involved in any of this you know maybe the big undoing would be undoing tony stark So can we just rewind a little bit there? Um, you mentioned Agnes. So is Agnes a goodie or a baddie in this? Or is there, I'm sure I read somewhere that there is some kind of um, dealings with Mephisto in this somewhere mm. online? Speculation. So uh, Agatha Harkness in the comments. So Agnes, the, 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 the prevailing theory at the moment is that Agnes is Agatha Harkness. Um, and Agatha Harkness in the comics is has is a servant of Mephisto. Um, so that's that's where that speculation comes from. Um, whether that's again something that's being brought across and introduced will be interesting to see. There's nothing yet that kind of overly it doesn't make sense from a storytelling point of view. So I know that's the big theory. Um, but just from if your if your only exposure is the MCU, which is what it should be if you just, you know, is it how the story should build, the big mysterious villain can't suddenly be Mephisto. The big reveal can't be something that we've never heard of, you know? There's that moment in um Discovery season three where they finally reveal uh, the villain, I forgot her name already, that's, I forget what she was, they finally reveal the villain and she takes her hood off and you turn, and it's someone you don't know, and there was no point of that dramatic reveal yeah. whatsoever, um, and that's what you can't introduce Mephisto all of a sudden as the big the big bad, um, uh, if it's a mysterious big bad, you know? Uh, yeah, so I mean, again, you can kind of lay it through if you wanted to. So bearing in mind Mephisto's big thing is, you know, I'll give you a deal for your soul kind of thing. He's he's that. You'd have to know devil. about that, devil. Um, you know, so you'd, we'd, we'd need the introduction in uh, in Doctor Strange or whatever, and that would sort of work. Well, Doctor Strange is allegedly rumoured to be appearing somewhere along the lines, is he not? Yeah. And um, the splashes of red and that's the as thing, well. so... So you could you could 
in this, uh, you know, do at some point we come out of the one division world or someone speaks to her and says about, you know, you went in to investigate something and, you know, do you remember speaking to someone? Do you remember them offering you everything you could want? You know, the family with, with vision, all you had to do was, but it's, it's a lot of, mm. it's a lot of shoe leather in what they've already said. And I, I guess that's my big bottom on all of it is, um, is this eight episodes? Yeah. I think somewhere around there. So we're already a quarter of the way through. Um, there's a lot of speculation that the next one is the bit that gives you the real kind of hook. Um, and that's based upon screeners when they went out to people to see. Apparently a lot of the those were the first three episodes because that kind of gave you the whole kind of, <gasps> oh, kind of point rather than the, what the fuck am I watching? Which is where we are with it. So the theory is that the third episode will kind of give us that chunk of, I get a little bit of where we are and what we're into now. Um, but yeah, it, it feels a lot of shoe leather to introduce that. So it's whether you do things like, you know, somewhere this is about multiverses and breaking down the barriers between and kind of crashing worlds into each other. And maybe that's where you get mutants from and the fantastic four from and blade from, and you know, all of the, the concepts that haven't been introduced, but suddenly need to be established in phase four and phase five. Um, she, so yeah, it's, it's, there was a comment that they had at that um, tea party that I want to say Dotty Dotty. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. The devil is in the detail, and that's no, not. There was something like Agnes said. That's not only. I can't remember what she said now. That's not the only place he's been, or is, or something like that. I'm quite sure she said something like that. Yeah, yeah, and 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 seemed to be quite pointing on Dottie being mm. something more, but. Again, whether that or, is know, or whether that isn't, I'm little not sure. Callbacks to I, comics I, and things because that's what they're quite fun, you know. Yeah. Or or misleads because people, you know, they yeah. know the people are looking what out. Yeah. People will speculate, so it's 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 a, a, a mislead in plain sight, misdirection. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's brilliant! Um, I can't wait for mm. number three. If you say if this is the big hook. Then um, yeah, I'll be even more. Yeah, I, the I really is. hope so. I just feel like it hasn't the started is. yet. And if you, yeah, I don't feel like each individual show, you know, the Dick Van Dyke show, the Bewitched bit itself, is entertaining enough, to, and you know, to keep kind of lasting on this journey. So we need to now get into the mystery. We need to do the big unveiling, and as you say, we're a quarter of the way through, and. I want to get into the meat of it now. I'm, I don't want to wait anymore. So we might actually be, be further through on that. I, I don't know if it's eight or six. Um, I, I think it might be six. Isn't it six hours worth of show for each one? I mean, the episodes have been about half an hour each so far, haven't they? Wasn't that what Feige said? Six hours? He did, but I don't know whether that's... Um... That's for this as well. I mean, he was talking about some of the other ones, but um, 
I'm not sure if that's that's including this one. Um, I was expecting them to be longer. They're, they're, they're quite short, and it's whether they stay that length. I guess there's no reason well, why they, they, they have to stay that length. They don't have a slot. They? So uh, episode two was longer. Nine episodes, I've just looked it up, incidentally. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Okay. So they can, they can yes. shift length as, as they need to, uh, which makes sense, actually. As you go into the deeper episode, they could be a bit longer. Um, so the next one is is Brady Bunch esque. The one after that is Growing Pains esque, um, and I think the one after that is Full House. And that's the stuff. And maybe you know, um, maybe because I don't have much nostalgia for these particular shows, I don't. I'm not keen to get the Marvel uh, run through of all of these shows. Do you know what I mean? I get it. It's in this time period. The next episode for me could skip through five different time periods and then get into the mystery of it, you know? A little nod would be enough. Yeah. Um, so the next one, uh, so uh, the, the, the Full House one for me is is one I'm looking forward to because that, that does, you know, play on quite a nostalgic bone for me. Um, I like the fact that it's... Um, uh, I, I like the, the the weirdness of the fact that that's the program that launched Mary Kate oh, yeah. and Ashley Olsen to fame, which then is obviously the sisters of um, Wanda herself. Uh, so I like that kind of weirdness to it. Um, I used to love watching Full House to the point where I burnt my corneas watching Full House oh, um, and blinded myself for two weeks. Um, uh, <laughs> nothing to do with the quality of the show. Um, but um, uh, yeah, so I think that one's quite interesting. And then we're into um, Malcolm in the Middle and Modern Family as well. Um, so I, I, I think I like the parody nature of it. But yeah, it, it, it's how it kind of creates the plot and how it moves through, I think, is going to be the interesting points. Um, yeah, it's 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 it does feel as if there needs to be some sort of clue as to what the show's about, because you know, and and you have vision kind of you know, how did we get here? And and you know, the first whole episode is you know, it's it's a date and we're we're doing something. And it's a special date and we don't know what that date is for. Um, and uh, is it an anniversary? Yeah, it's an anniversary. What's it an anniversary of? I don't know what it's an anniversary of. Um, told in that very kind of, you know, 1950s. Well, if you don't know, I'm not telling you. Kind of, you know, because she doesn't know either kind of thing. Um, but that that kind of confusion of it is is quite clear within them of they don't know what this is and they don't know how this works. And, and that really kind of came into light in the second episode where suddenly she's in color or they're in color and she's mm. pregnant. Um, but that came after the beekeeper and her simply saying, a powerful oh. moment that was, that was so good. And, and time rewinding because of it. Yeah. I mean that, I think that really kind of, if you were in any doubt, that really kind of showed that this is Wanda's thing. Um, and I, that for me, that's the, that's the slight difference between right. is this being done to Wanda or is Wanda doing this? 
because she is in control. Um, so yeah, that that was quite a strong moment um, coming through. Did you not think that was a bit Matrix? <laughs> where she said, oh, "No." I like that. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. It's um, but it is. It's that. It's that. It's that mm. power, isn't it? You know, Neo could do that because he's the one, and Wanda could do that because whatever's going on here, she is. She is all powerful. Yeah, certainly interesting. I mean, it's just great to have Friday TV still going. That's so cool. It is, you know, and 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 I think Elizabeth Olsen is is brilliant and beautiful and sassy and all the things I love. So, I, I mean, because I think she's fantastic in it. Um, Paul Bettany's doing a good job. Um, he he was a bit wishy washy. Uh, I thought, you know, I, I always thought Paul Bettany as being a very straight actor so it was a bit different to see him in in kind of a comedic role yeah um and he's done comedic bits but i know what you mean but it's that weird kind of him playing as a as an android playing as a human in the 1950s and 60s Mm. style um yeah, it's it, it's quite the only thing the, that took me the, out the stretch, of it was it? Paul Bettany was just, um, you know, how he was. It was difficult for him to not necessarily difficult, but the fakeness was the real Paul Bettany face, and then he'd come home and get comfortable into his vision face. Um, but you're always watching it, knowing how difficult it is probably to wear the <laughs> the vision makeup and the face and all of that stuff, and it's probably like deeply uncomfortable doing the vision bits, where it's really you know enjoying doing. Jamie, yeah. Um, the fake bits. Yeah, it's interesting. I think it's going to keep me um, entertained for a few Fridays more, um, along with uh, Lower Decks that that's starts exciting. on Amazon Prime this week. Good shout. Not sure if that's a, a, a weekly drop or of a, of a series drop. There's a half an hour. I feel that might be one we want to talk about next week. I think so, yeah. From the trailers, I quite like the humour of them. Um, I like the fact that they do, they don't take the, from the trailers, and we'll discuss this next week, they don't seem to take the piss out of Star Trek, but do. And you know, it's, it's all slightly? canon. So if there's a new ship in Lower Decks, that's a that's a new ship in the Star Trek canon. That all that stuff is really exciting as well. You know, yeah. And it continues what we've had this year over the last year of um, both Star Trek and Star Wars wanting <laughs> to tell us how people go to the toilet. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's not talk about discovery. So we had the Mandalorian with the the vac tube and uh, introducing that to us, and then we had discovery giving away the secrets <laughs> of um, replicators, and um, one of the jobs of the lower deck crew is uh, oh, cleaning out the I waste from the holodeck. Just throwing her off 
with the uh, with the replicated conversation. I just thought it was so brilliant. I don't think we talked about discovery on this show. I can't remember if we have. Okay, but yeah, we I, haven't talked about the conversation no. at some point. But um, yeah, Admiral Vance. Maybe we we could probably loop it in with um, lower decks and mm -hmm. looking forward to Picard and and various other things next week. There we go. See, we've actually agreed a topic a week ahead of ourselves. <laughs> the Snyder Cup's <laughs> only going to drop, and then we're going to have to talk about that instead. So next week, yeah. <laughs> oh god, I'm going to have to go watch four hours worth of that. Um, but next week we will probably discuss One Division again. We probably will discuss. Uh, Star Trek and Lower Decks, as we were talking about, and uh, we will talk about anything else. And if you have any theories, any logics, anything that you love, anything that you hate about One Division, at Geeking In Pod is the place to go and tell us, uh, and we will happily share your views. And if they're really good theories, then we'll share your views and claim them as our own. <laughs> um, no, no, we won't. Um, but uh, yeah, share us what, what it is. What is it about the red? What do you think is building? Um, what do you expect the the advert to be next week? When do you expect uh, Quicksilver to turn up? Um, all of that and more. Let us know at Geeking In Pod, and we will talk about it. And we will talk about it next week. So uh, look after yourselves. Enjoy One Division, and uh, we shall talk to you again next week. Bye bye. Cheerio. 